Welcome to Win The Day. I'm your host, James Whitaker, author and producer of Think and Grow Rich The Legacy. And in this show, I share the tools and strategies used by the world's best performers to help you transform your own life. Are you fired up? I am. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Win The Day Show. And here we are at episode 15. The title is Question Everything. That's right, question everything. I had a bit of an interesting story that happened to me last week, so I thought this would be the perfect topic to share here in the Win The Day show because understanding this one foundational principle, it's such a simple thing to do, is what enables you to boost your income or what enables you to establish trusted relationships with people that you've just met. And it's also the key to taking your professional relationships, your romantic relationships and everything else to that next level. The quote for today's episode comes from Dr. Stephen Covey, who many of you might recall as the author of Seven Habits for Highly Effective People. That quote is, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. Now, if you've connected with me on Facebook or Instagram, you might know that my wife and I actually just bought a house in LA last week, or we're moving in next week. So we bought the house about a month ago. I first moved to America from Australia in 2012. So I lived in Boston and then I moved to LA. And when you have that uncertainty of what's going on, you don't really wanna rush out and buy a place to live. So I've been very, very happy renting for the last seven years. I've lived in apartments, which of course gives you the freedom of not having to worry about the maintenance and all the other costs associated with owning a place. But once on, uh, on May this year, once we gave birth to our beautiful daughter, Sophie, we realized that we needed that extra space. And for the first time in our lives, we were in a position where we had some certainty around where we were going to be for the short, medium, uh, even possibly the long-term future. So we decided to buy a house. I've been back and forth to that house many times doing things like building inspections and meeting with contractors and all the fun stuff associated with that. But a big part of all that was actually familiarizing myself with the neighborhood. I want to know who are the people that we're going to be living around. What type of neighborhood is it? Are there any great little cafes and restaurants and other businesses in the area? And I also saw that there was a local gym that was so close to where we lived. So I thought that I would go and check out this local gym just to go and see what it was like. Now, I walked in and I met the receptionist and was told to wait. And then a few minutes later, the gym manager emerged and said he would be the one giving me the tour. As I go through this story, I want you actually just to think about right now where you think the issue is with this whole scenario that I'm describing right now. So as I started this tour with the gym manager, he pointed out literally everything we saw. And I mean everything. He pointed out the female locker room. He pointed out the 90-year-old's who were doing their 90-year-old workout in the pool, which of course is great to keep up the exercise, especially at that age. And many of these other things, it is great for these other people, but I had literally zero interest in. But the interesting part is not what he did, it's what he didn't do. He never asked me a single question. He never asked me, have I been to a gym before? What results do I want from joining a gym? What brought me into the gym today to check it out? What gym equipment do I use? or what is most important to me about joining a local gym, etc., etc., etc. There are dozens of potential questions that he could have asked, but he didn't ask a single one. Now, I tried to give him some clues because I'm fascinated and have this curiosity around peak performance, but to no avail. He never really picked up what I was putting down. So that was totally fine. He did seem like a nice guy. He wasn't your typical 
Globo Jim, uh, Meathead, who was with this really super high uh, hard sales pitch or anything like that. I think he was just a little bit clueless around the whole process of actually getting conversions as members for his gym. So at the end of the tour, he gave me a high five and then enthusiastically asked, are you signing up today? And I, of course, responded after the debacle that was this whole tour. I said, no, when we move into the new house in a few weeks, I'll figure it out then. So I said no to the guy after he asked if I was going to join that day. The gym, manager then, the gym manager then turned and said to the receptionist and said, my man here wants to sign up today. And then he walked off. So I had blatantly told the guy, no, I'm not going to join today. And then he turns around one second later and tells the receptionist that I am going to join up. And not only that I'm going to join up, that I'm going to do it right now. So clearly he had a very inflated sense of self-importance but that's what got in the way of a positive experience from a prospective member of the gym. So I thanked the receptionist and then I left, of course, without the gym membership. But then a funny thing happened. The following day, I actually had a dentist appointment. It's a big week for me, obviously, with all these exciting appointments. I had my six month checkup at the dentist. Now, before I had even sat down in the fancy dental chair they have, I'd been bombarded with questions from the dentist and the dental hygienist. Things like, how is your mouth feeling? How are you going with the flossing and the brushing? Is anything concerning you today? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I couldn't help but laugh at the difference between the scenario, the situation that I had at the dentist versus the situation that I had had at the gym the day before. So what's the lesson? I hope you've figured out the lesson already from these stories and the title of this episode might give you a clue. The lesson is that you cannot give someone a solution until you figure out what the problem is. You cannot give someone a solution until you figure out what their problem is. So then what is the simplest and most direct way to figure out what their problem is? Ask. That's the simplest and most direct way to get to the root of the problem. Just ask. Ask as many tailored questions as you can until you're fully aware of what their need is. Then you can offer your solution if and only if there's a good fit. That's what Stephen Covey meant in that episode quote, seek first to understand and then to be understood. By focusing so much on trying to get our own point across, we may ignore the other person completely. What's another benefit of asking questions? Well, it builds rapport. The dentist would have pinpointed any issues or pretty much all the issues that I had once she opened my mouth and took a look inside. But she knew and the dental hygienist knew, the dentist is also the owner of the business and clearly has well-trained staff, they knew that by building rapport and having clients feeling comprehensively looked after as a result of that appointment is what's most important. The most interesting topic in the world to everyone on the planet is themselves. That's what Dale Carnegie mentioned in How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I want to share a quote that I've actually shared on the Win the Day show uh, many episodes ago, but it's such an important quote, and I think it's really relevant for this episode. It's from Dale Carnegie and says, You can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get people interested in you. You can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get people interested in you. Now, this is a tenet of relationships that goes back literally thousands of years. And to prove that, I'm going to share another quote from someone, the famed military strategist Sun Tzu, 
who a lot of you, if that name sounds familiar, he wrote The Art of War, which is a book that is still used today by sporting teams, leadership and management of high-performing companies around the world. So in 500 BC, Sun Tzu said, know your enemy and know yourself and you will never be in peril. Know your enemy, know yourself, and you will never be in peril. Now, leading professional services firms today have a similar mantra. They say, know your product and know your client. And you can see the similarities between that simple mantra and what Sun Tzu said earlier about know yourself and know your enemy. That know your product and know your client is such a fundamental thing. It's what I've worked on a lot with the advisors who I used to manage in Australia and the financial planning company that had more than $2 billion under management. It's what I work on now one-on-one with my clients who I coach to help get more performance and better results in their own business. Know your product and know your client. It applies to literally any business. Remember to only offer a solution when you're clear on what the problem is. How much time do you think is wasted from people selling to prospects who are never going to buy in the first place? A few simple tailored questions up front will greatly enhance your ability to offer a real solution. It will save you hundreds of hours each year in time. It will significantly increase your income and it will enable you to build trusted relationships. And the best thing about those trusted relationships, it means that they are not going to fire you if they find out that you're not doing very well for them. If you have that trusted relationships, they are comfortable knowing that you are already providing the perfect solution to their circumstances. You'll find that your trajectory in your career and in your personal life corresponds with the amount of value that you're able to provide others. But how can you provide value if you don't even know the other person, if you don't take the time to know what the other person wants, where they want to go, and what problems they actually need solutions to? Whether in business, romantic relationships, or friendships, you need to direct all your attention up front to understanding the other person's motive. And when I'm talking about motive here, I don't mean that in a sinister way. When I talk about motive, I'm talking about in terms of what the other person desires. What does that other person want? And the best way to do that is, you guessed it, to question everything. So that's it for episode 15. Before we go, Thinking Grow Rich, The Legacy is actually available in Japan right now. So it's written, it's been translated into the Japanese language. So check that out for fancy cover if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, It looks like they do things back to front in Japan. And of course, it looks like they write vertically as well, which is pretty interesting. So I've never had a book released in Japan before. So a big shout out to Don Green and the Napoleon Hill Foundation for helping get Thinking Grey Rich a Legacy translated into different languages around the world. And I also wanted to give you a reminder that you can join the exclusive Facebook group, Win the Day, where you can mingle with like-minded people. You can get access to exclusive content that you wouldn't find otherwise. So just click on the link in the show notes to get access to the Win the Day Facebook group. So that's it for today. What are you waiting for? Get out there, question everything. That is a little tip for you to win the day today. So until next time, onwards and upwards always.